Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This is Beauty and the Beta. And we will make America great again. Hello and welcome to the show. A great show, tremendous show, terrific show, frankly, the best. Ask anyone. That's what Donald Trump's. I already messed up his name. Donald Trump, that guy. He said it about the show last week in his nomination speech. I heard him. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt. You may know me by my YouTube moniker, Skag3. I am flanked on my right, as always by my wonderful co-host, Rebecca Blonde. Welcome. Thank you. And there's a familiar face you may recognize below. It's the one, the only, the original fucking white male, (laughs) Owen Schroyer. Famous for- I don't think I'm the original, but uh, (laughs) I was was deemed that by memes. Yes. Well, by, by the man himself. Mr. Well, Aids Skrillex, and, Skrillex and Carl his, the Cuck. His, uh, his royalty. Yes, for whom uh, well, you are famous for debating those two. What was it back in March, I think, or whenever that was? I think it was May. I think it was May. Oh, it was later than that. That That is one of the many online encounters that, um, if you don't know me, I, was not, I, I haven't always been on the Trump train, and I'm still maybe a 5% skeptic, but I, I know where I'm going to go generally. But that was one of the encounters where I thought, hmm, Let's give that Trump guy a second look after the, after this one. Uh, but anyway, we're happy to uh, have you here to recap the Republican National Convention with us. Uh, we were all in the trenches of the hot and humid protests all last week. Um, so we'll discuss that. We'll discuss a bit, uh, a bit of the leaked Democratic National Convention committee emails. All this and more on your favorite hour of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for emailing us. Beauty and the beta at gmail.com. And a major thank you to our supporters on Patreon and PayPal who helped us make our trip to Cleveland a little easier. You have our sincere gratitude. Well, if you did miss, we did a few audio only shows from Cleveland last week from our quaint little internet free condo in suburban Cleveland, or whatever that is. Was it duplex? I don't know what those are called. Anyway. Internet free? Is that a thing? Yeah, he advertised know, right? the internet internet and then uh there wasn't one there wasn't any internet so we had to do it all by cell phone and i have a big data bill to show for it let's put it that way but uh those shows are available on itunes and soundcloud if you want some of the finer details of each day of the trip so that's all the formal logistical crap i have owen welcome to the show um i did want to ask you this at the top of the show what have you done to benefit this planet Well, you know, I um, I recycle every once in a while. I think good. Um, sometimes I'll even walk to work. In fact, actually, I actually, you know what? I actually walked to work for five years of my life. That is actually the truth. Or biked it. That's that is an actual fact. So I guess you know my carbon footprint might be a little smaller than yours, Carl. Might want to watch out there, buddy. Awesome. Good. Well, you should have told him that. He might have reconsidered his stance. But you know, if for those- I could like control my thoughts when I'm live in the moment like that, I could be so much more effective. But I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. 
I thought you handled yourself pretty well in that exchange. Yeah, you were pretty fearless. Well, thank too. you. I thank you. Thank you. Well, do we give him credit for being fearless in the face of uh, that that threat, if you want to call it that? <laughs> <laughs> that thing, right. whatever that thing was. Right. It's so stressful. I I definitely want to recap that because I I'm interested to hear how that developed. Uh, what just the more context of that because it's such a legendary kind of two minute piece of video that I think is going to be, uh, it's going to characterize a lot of this campaign. I think it's, it's going to be, in, I don't know. I'm just fascinated by it. So we should talk about that. Um, but unless you want to jump right into that, I think we might want to jump into convention stuff first, but I'll let you guys take the choice on where we want to go. Well, it was, uh, it was kind of that video that led me to want to go to the convention. So we can hmm. just talk about it real quick if you want. Yeah. And I didn't, I just went down there to St. Louis, um, to the um, Peabody Opera House to hear Donald Trump speak. Uh, it was actually that morning before I'm sitting having breakfast with my dad, and um, these two black, older black gentlemen sat down next to us, and they were talking about it, and they were like, yeah, you're not going to get down there. It's too busy. Uh, they were both Trump supporters, and they were like, don't even bother. Well, I still bothered, but I knew I wouldn't get in, so I wanted to stand outside and listen. And um, I just kept hearing people saying how Trump was racist and this, that, and the other thing. And then I was kind of like inquiring, like, what, what are you talking about? Like, what? And then people started saying I was crazy. So I just decided, okay, I'll, I'll have this conversation with you. And it just kind of led to that. The, the whole video is like 17 minutes, but obviously the peak. I, I still say the peak is when Aid Skrillex says that um, Lenin and Mao were capitalists. That to me is still the most classic oh, thing that I've ever heard. I remember that part. I don't know if I oh, got yes. that deep. Well, I, I need to, to check that whole, out. Uh, You'd have to see the whole 17-minute original for that. So, yeah, so that's what led me to the convention. But um, we encountered a lot of the same type people, just clueless, uh, have no depth to their logic or intellect. And uh, I know you guys witnessed those people while you were there, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just just to give context, I've got this queued up, actually, like the, the most meme-tastic 30 seconds of your encounter for people that have never been on the internet before who might want to be clued into what you're talking about. There's still maybe a few, but let me bring that up. I'll just run through it real quick here. Play the clip. And it starts with Carl entering and actually saying, what have you done to benefit this planet? That's that's where things start going. I love This is probably the clip of the year for me. That, but, that's what he comes in with, too. Isn't that great? Yeah, He's yeah, just, yeah. what have you done to benefit this planet? Right. Oh. <laughs> And I think, and then he goes straight into the Hitler stuff. But let me play it here. We'll play it. It's just like 30 seconds, maybe a minute. Mass deportions. I still love that. You're a white man, Owen. Anyway, we'll we'll go that far. But those Very are kind observant. of the Very yeah. observant of him. Yes. The original fucking white male. I don't know if you know the show, but we still I mean, our intro to the show still uses those clips. I mean really? th- that yeah, you you have a personal thank you from our show. Because you prompted some of the best sound bites that we use for, for entertainment purposes. So True. You know, I, I, I was I was worried that uh, Trigglypuff might replace Age Skrillex as the top meme of the year, but I think Age Skrillex is still in the one. Damn, I should have um, clued up or queued up that photo, but I sweet 
We both we swear Triglypuff was protest. Yeah. Swear. Wait. We weren't, the, we wait, weren't wait, sure wait, wait, if wait. it was her. Wait, wait. Wild Triglypuff appeared at the RNC? She yeah. looked like she was maybe 30 pounds lighter. 40 pounds lighter, 50 wow. pounds lighter. She, she was but walking. Her. She was uncanny, and we yeah. asked, like, we must have asked five different people, and they were all like, that's definitely her. But be in the beginning, we were like, ah, she looks a little less oh, like you know a land what? whale. Maybe I think not. I remember running into you guys after that, and you were debating whether you thought it was her or not. Yeah. I think yeah. I remember running into you guys. We enlisted it's, some help, and the general consensus is that, yes, it had to be her. Same yeah. glasses and everything. How did nobody trigger her? What is going on? She was for I, sure triggered when we saw her. I don't know. It, I, I wish Not I could like cue it up. If you're curious, ask me on Twitter, and I'll share it with you later, Owen. You can be the judge if you if this is Triglypuff or not. But if you want to see the photo, ask me on Twitter, and I will send it to you ASAP. And then you can tell us. Um, but it, but I was kicking myself because we talked about this last week. But we saw her, and I took a picture, and I tweeted. I was like, is Triglypuff here protesting? And she was kind of in a big group with speakers and stuff, so we couldn't really get up there. Didn't take advantage of the opportunity to go talk to her, potentially should have because i thought maybe we'd see her again throughout the course of the next three days we didn't and uh that seems like a wasted opportunity but we we ran into you i remember we ran into you right before the the great degenerate march from uh public square downtown cleveland to the queue with all these people and i saw you and I immediately recognized that white male face because i don't forget <laughs> that meme footage i mean you're a celebrity in that context to me so it was cool to see you there, but right after we saw you, there was this march. I want to play that uh, footage, too, just as context for the people we were dealing with, because I think we're all kind of in agreement that while this protest was maybe smaller in numbers and maybe less violent than we expected, these these were protests that I don't even want to characterize necessarily as anti-Trump. These protests were anti-American. These protests are about people who hate this country, and I think that's such a... It seems like such an easy thing to say, oh, they hate this country, and it's almost never accurate. I think these people do. And as evidence, um, I'm going to submit to you this footage. Let me play it here. And for you guys, you guys won't be able to hear it, but it's just the one, two, three, four, slavery, genocide, and war, five, six, seven, eight, America was never great. The rallying cry that repeated itself over the course of, uh, of these protests. It was right outside Chipotle, and everyone went inside for a delicious burrito right after. But, you know, fuck this country. Uh, so th- ridiculous. I, I wish was that was one off. Yeah. You, somebody handed me one of those signs that said America was never great, and I just, like, ripped it up and threw it into the crowd of people. I was so pissed. What is wrong with these people? They're at our convention. I challenged a few of them uh, on the megaphone. That was That was a pretty easy time to do. Right, yeah, and I forgot. That's what I saw you walking around. You had Alex wow. Jones blasting on uh, on the megaphone. Oh well, yeah, yeah, on your phone. That was funny. I'm yeah, actually was... watching. I'm actually watching the footage that you just played right now. See, I didn't actually get to see that from that perspective because I was like right in the mat in the huddle of it, you know. Mm-hmm. So wow, seeing that. Wow, those people. <laughs> wow. And I could show it too. Actually, I could play it. The one of the funnier that is parts the perfect, of this. That's the perfect description. That's the degenerate march. That's exactly it what is. that was. There's yeah. a this part that I should have played here. Maybe I, I'll play it. I'll cue it up. You won't be able to see it, Owen. 
But the in part of the degenerate march here, this this older small Asian woman walks up to Blonde and goes, "Trump is Nazi," and hands him or hands her this uh, this pamphlet. Oh, did I miss it? Damn it! Here we go. Trump is a Nazi. Anyway, uh, and I think you tore it up right after she gave you that or whatever. Happened, I was real but. pissed that day. <laughs> It's really mad. But yeah, I mean, a good day that day, huh? We had what I would characterize as one contentious encounter, which was uh, posted to my channel today. But I I'm curious from your perspective, because we were scrambling, looking for all the same stuff you were. I remember we were looking for a flag burning. We, I, the one that we were after, never happened. But I guess it happened elsewhere. I didn't see. I mean, where there were scuffles, like what happened with Alex Jones, there were so many cops they swarmed it like a beehive. We didn't see anything that that was kind of crazy. And I don't know if you had anything in your experience that was, I don't know, um, insane or anything like that. No, no, uh, it was all pretty. I mean, I had a lot of verbal confrontations with people, but I'm anything that really escalated beyond anything um, verbal. Honestly, the only one I had was with a cop who hmm. was trying to stop. And I don't know. I don't know if you guys were around that day in Cleveland Square. There were a bunch of commies that had gathered that were protesting capitalism, mm -hmm. and the leader of their movement actually invited me up onto their little platform ah. to to talk about capitalism and communism right there, um, you know, in front of all their protesters or whatever. And I was going to use my mega uh, mega megaphone. And the cop, at, the cops actually stopped it from happening. They came in and they they started pushing and shoving me, and they made sure I didn't get up there. And then hmm. one, and then there was one cop in particular that was basically bullying me, trying to kick me out of C Cleveland Square, and uh, he was forcing me to leave without my bag. Fortunately, there were a couple level-headed cops on the scene that were just like, "Hey, you're out of control. Relax. You know, let him get his equipment." Uh, so yeah, but as far as protesters, I didn't really have any violent confrontations, and I was right in the heart of it. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, we were expecting, I think, more pushback than we got. We thankfully didn't even have yeah. cop issues. They were, I mean, here's the thing is, from my experience, the cops were yeah, definitely. I didn't really, I just want to be on note, too. I didn't really have issues with the cops either. Uh, yeah. That was just one incident when, I mean, we were surrounded by cops all week, essentially. 99% of the runners with cops possibly were, thousands. were great. Yeah, I'm sure thousands, yeah. yeah. From yeah. everywhere. And I mean, they were not fucking around. Like, they had a strategy for, or, you know, organizing their bikes around yeah. protesters so that no one could get in or out. Like, we were not going to get footage of stuff that was not happening in the immediate surroundings. Yeah, that was yeah. strange how they did that. They did basically box. They gave them basically a, a crew of police that boxed out everybody around them so they could walk around town freely. People were actually upset with that because they were blocking roads for them, too. Wait, the, who yeah. was blocking roads for whom? cops for the protesters yeah the police oh, had yeah. shut down well, uh, certain roads well that's the great irony man these people walking around chanting you know this country sucks whatever uh, obviously they're taking full advantage of their first amendment rights which is of course ironic <laughs> right. but they're taking full advantage of this police barricade around them to protect them from anyone who might want to do them any harm and they're taking advantage of of kind people who are trying to just go about their day being interrupted I mean, how much more accommodation could these America sucks protesters want? I, I don't understand. Uh, whatever. It's, as I said when we were trying to promo the show here, we're going to sit here and try to make sense of the unmake sensible. It's not possible. These people are nuts. Well, and Thanks. keep in mind, too, as you pointed out, I, I don't think any of us saw any anti-Trump protests. We saw, um, you know, Black Lives Matter protests. We saw uh, communist 
protests, anti-capitalism protests, anti-police protests. The Westboro guys, but they weren't oh, yeah. Westboro. Uh, yeah, Whatever religious they were. protests. Yeah, so I saw, you know, a ton of different types of protests, but none of them were actually an anti-Trump protest. I saw individuals, and that was all. Like, people with yeah. one-off signs and, like... But but it was it was strange that the groups were about like single issue things and not about the candidate. Uh, we, yeah, I, I don't know what to make of that. Lots but, of feminists um, against Trump, though. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember on the last day there were the code pink people who were you know indoctrinating oh. their young girls with the pay gap myth and all that kind of crap. Oh yeah, you should like see the girls. video. You guys should see the video I captured of that. It's on my YouTube channel, Owen Schroyer. I got a nice video of uh, confronting the feminazis in the park. Oh, I'll have to check it out. Uh, what did they uh, have can to you say? Imagine, what? Can you imagine if Blonde got up there with the megaphone and confronted those feminazis? I think that some of them might just like faint. They were, oh my God. Well, we tried it a few times. We talked to a few people. Uh, one of the themes that I, I think I took away from this uh, convention well the protesters in particular like the the things we saw there's kind of a famous uh, clip circulating around of an older affluent jewish lady lecturing two black trump supporters about kind of the struggle you know how they don't understand what it's like to be black i mean that's classic it was it was was the most pretentious thing i've ever seen she literally said you need to take a walk through my neighborhood yeah (laughs) this like old rich jewish lady we were like oh my god oh my god just talking to two black people. You don't know anything about your own experience. Let me tell you. The and entitlement then, of these people is dizzying. And then that like man bun guy who, who was basically telling you all the you know the disadvantages you have as a woman in America. I know. Uh, and so I started yeah. to talk to him a little bit about the wage gap and debunked it. And he goes, well, you personally can turn statistics into whatever you want. So we don't have a conversation here. We can't talk about this. But that's what's interesting that's like, is the, the black lives, like all these people that I saw who were these the uh, the big protesters with the most complaints, most issues are pretty much well-to-do looking white people in my estimation. These kind of patronizing people who are like, no, I- I'm so guilty. I need to go out and tell everyone about how bad it is for everyone yeah. else except for me it is weird because e- they're all I- upper middle class and have an average IQ. When you were, um, when you were out, I, fr- I don't know. I don't know about to- that. <laughs> 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 when you had to pee or something like that, I forget, you weren't with me, but I was sitting there looking for th- clips or looking for people to talk to. And there were three, uh, you know, early 20s looking white guys in Black Lives Matter shirts. And, uh, and a black guy just comes up to him and basically tells him off and how much he hates Black Lives Matter and how bullshit okay. it is. And just, yeah, just kind of tells him to fuck off and walks away. And all these themes about these people who are offended for somebody else. I mean, that's kind of a theme that you it see on the internet. It was just virtue signaling days, but... out the ass. Yeah. Just out the ass all week. Yeah. And I think the worst offenders were the people in, in the video that you posted today. The ones that were like, you're a white supremacist. They were just standing, hovering, waiting to hear those words. Oh. Just, they were just like, you know, fish in the water, just just ready. And then they heard white supremacist. Didn't, we... you know, get any more information. And immediately they were like, fuck this guy. He's a white supremacist. It was incredible. Do we wanna, should we break it down briefly so Owen can understand what happened? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, okay, so are you, have you ever heard the name Daryl Lamont Jenkins, Owen? Uh, the name sounds familiar, but I, I don't know who that He's, is. Um, you probably saw him walking around. He's like this obese black guy who was just kind of going after everyone. I saw him arguing with a whole bunch of people throughout this, but on the last day, this dude was straight up stalking Does he us. wear glasses? Yes. Yeah. 
Like okay. aviator, 90s styles glasses. He I know just who like he is. This, this dude was yeah. following us around, like hovering over us. And we For did a days. bunch of interviews. We were interviewing people. People interviewed us. And someone tipped us off like, yo, this dude um, has bad intent. He's going to try to find information on you. He's going to try to do X, Y, and Z. So ultimately, I got fed up with him and approached him. I was like, look, dude, I don't know why you're following us around. Here's my name. Here are my purposes. What the hell do you want from us? Why are you following us? We start rolling our cameras. It comes out that he thinks that we're white supremacists because Blonde had called into Red Ice Radio for five minutes the day before. And he and is I out. And I interviewed him once three months ago. Don't forget that. Right, right. So he, he, he was. And you're white. And yeah, I'm white, of course. Yeah. He was following <laughs> us for talking to the wrong people, you know, expressing the wrong ideas, that kind of thing. And I get to the point in the conversation where I say, are you prepared to say that I'm a white supremacist? And he says, yes, I am. And so I'm asking him, on what basis could you possibly call me this? And this, these kind of SJW passerbys start frothing at the mouth, right? Ooh, ooh, white supremacist among us. Let's get him. Like little golems <laughs> running around. And they start chiming in and going after Blonde and I as white supremacists. We all need to shut the hell up, get the hell out. When in fact, it's this guy who's, at, who's stalking us, threatening our livelihoods. This guy says, I'm going to ruin your life. You fucked with the wrong person, ex you know, all this stuff. Uh, and and these, these social justice protesters are after us saying, oh, yeah. you should just be the yeah. bigger person and leave. Well, he's following us around. Where are we going to go? We'll pack it up. Sorry, sorry, people who supported I our know. trip. Daryl Lamont Jenkins says we can't talk to people, so sorry, we have to just pack it up and go home. No, I, I think I was stern but fair with him, and there are a few people that think I was too aggressive with him, and it's like, you're not going to stalk us around this public square. Sorry, dude. You're not yeah. going to do it, and if you think you are... That noted in the comments that Red Ice really is a Nazi organization. If anybody believes that, please send me this information. I mean, I've I've listened to about twenty hours of their of their audio and their footage, and I haven't seen anything of the sort. So, you know, provide some evidence if you're going to say that. I would really like to know that. Regardless, and I don't know why, by extension, Skag would you know be in trouble for this when I was the one that did the interview, and why I have to adopt all the viewpoints of any person that I talk to. That's so stupid. Yeah. I was really disappointed to read that from anybody. And, you shouldn't and, affiliate yourself with Red Eyes. Why? When you're a new YouTuber, you talk to anybody that wants to talk to you. And here's the bummer for Owen because he didn't even know what he's getting into. And now by association with the association, <laughs> you're a Nazi, dude. And Daryl, I mean, look, Daryl, I got his info. Email me. I'll get you Owen's all, all everything. You can ruin him because he has to be ruined now, too. But this is the thing I asked Daryl. Because I legitimately don't even know what Red Ice is until you had mentioned you called into the show. I didn't know what they were fully until I looked into them like yesterday. And so I asked Daryl, like, as we're talking, you know way more about Red Ice than I do. Clearly, you have researched them. You've probably talked to some of them to form this opinion that you have about them. By your own reasoning, you have, you have a much stronger association with them. You're more of a Nazi than I am. Oh, let's not get lost in the technicalities. Okay, so you get to associate with them as much as you want without any, yeah. any guilt. But because I know a person who talked to yeah. them once, white supremacist, everyone around here, let's shame him. Let's find out his information. Let's ruin Is that him. when that... he flipped it and tried to say that we were victimizing ourselves? Yeah. yeah. That piece of shit. Anyway, but that's, that's I saw, the incident I saw him get I saw him get um, destroyed in multiple debates. Yeah, I think there totally. might even be one, there might even be one on my channel. I don't know, but he got he got torn apart multiple times when I saw him trying to debate people. 
He got ripped by Base Black Guy. I saw that. Did you see Base Black Guy walking around? That's what the uh, I'm internet not sure. called him. I'm anyway. not sure if I know who that is, but there was, he, I know I saw a couple black guys he was debating that destroyed Trump him supporters. as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was one of them. Yeah, it had to be. The, yeah. If it was a really loud, really vocal one, yeah. that was. He's awesome, man. He was at Milo's speech down by he the river. He was so great. He yeah. Was in, yeah. Yeah. Actually, there was a guy when I was when I was talking. What's his name? Lamont Jenkins or something? Daryl Lamont name. Jenkins. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, I was talking to him for a minute before I got shuffled off by police, but I was talking to him, and uh, there was another guy who was a black Trump supporter who came who who came up behind me and was like, "Hey, this guy." I, he kind of said similar to what you said, like, "This guy, you know, better watch out for him, man." He's like, "I got your back, but just you know, be careful of this guy." So yeah, I guess well, he's, he's he, I guess he's, he's th- threatened people before. Yeah, but if you look into it, he's been doing this for decades. I mean, he said to me, I've been doing this since I'm 11. Yeah, well, that's why your life sucks. I mean, stop doing this. I know. But you can find footage of him doing the same thing to Breitbart years ago. You can, he lost a lawsuit for 50 grand, alleging that he threatened a hotel that was hosting speakers to try to get the conference canceled because he thinks they're white supremacists. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. Point is this, and to the people who think Red Ice is awful and bad, maybe they are. I don't, maybe they're awful. Maybe they are Nazis, but you know what? The Nazis still get their free speech and you can counter their speech. That's fine. If the, if the Nazis go to speak in the square, you can counter protest. But what we don't do is this thought policing witch hunt where we try to go out and find, find all this smoke and mirror, you know, dig through the smoke and mirrors to find out who's it. We're not McCarthyists. Okay. So we can have, we can. And I'm sorry to interrupt, but while you're on the Nazis, it's just it's always hilarious to me because these people want to use Nazis all the time. Oh, you're a Nazi. This that person is a Nazi with no proof. Right. But we have actual ties to the Nazis that we have proof of, like George Soros, the Bush family and Operation Paperclip. But they never use these examples. What's they I didn't want to know talk Soros about everybody ties. being a Nazi and Nazis are bad, but they never actually use examples that we have. Because it only matters it only matters from their ideological perspective. One of the things he kept asking me, uh, what happens when, because I, I kept saying, I was like, you don't get to police the thoughts in my head. And he would say, well, what happens when thoughts turn to action? Well, what happens is Micah Johnson or Gavin long, but he doesn't care when yeah. those thoughts turn into action. He only cares when perceived right wing thoughts turn into action. And not with and, threats, which is, I guess the, the place between, you know, thoughts and actions that would be, I guess, a threat. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're just in, in our own minds. And that was my favorite part of that video. You say, in my head, you're trying to police what's in my head. Yeah, no, he and says like, hate has if, consequences. It's like a train yeah. on a track. Like, like, what if it turns into an action? What if it turns into an action? Daryl Lamont Jenkins needs to control your mind in case you act on it. That's... It was unbelievable. I don't think, just unbelievable. I don't think Daryl Lamont Jenkins is all there, to be perfectly honest with you. Someone's funding him, like though. He might have had a mental illness. No, Someone's... like, I, I mean, yeah. I don't know how he's getting where he is, but someone's funding him. But nobody uh, reads but his website. Not a single I one know. of his articles had a comment on it. No, and, and he, I'm not kidding what I, when I said he's been doing this for years and he has no success to show for it. There is, there's none. He hasn't accomplished anything. This is leading to nothing. How is he getting the money yeah. to do it? I don't know. And but he you personally, know what? he must be really unhappy, too, to be that overweight. I mean... He's wasted his life on this on this witch hunt, and he's he's got like maybe five years left. He must weigh yeah. four hundred pounds. But you know, he I, seems I, to be enjoying himself. He I don't think kind of seem to be reveling in in the oh know, yeah the argument yeah yeah maybe maybe it's that maybe that's what it is. I don't know. 
Maybe that's what it is. I, I actually, Daryl, if you ever listen to this or if people get in touch with them, uh, and I've said in the video, I want to be abundantly clear. I'm not going to go dig into Daryl's life. I don't want to expose him and ruin his life and all this stuff. If he wants to talk to us, I'd be more than happy to have him on the show. But, you know, you're going to have yeah. to come in and, and agree to a, a normal person discussion, not this. I mean, if we want to just sit here and call each other uh, Marxists and Nazis, okay. I mean, we'll do that. It but. was just really hard to retain any kind of level of respect for him because he clearly had no respect for himself. And the accusations he was flinging at us were absurd. And so for me to like not be like, you fucking fat piece of shit, I hope you die, <laughs> took everything I had. And you didn't say it. I'm proud of I you. I didn't say it. The good you thing you was like, Yeah. Well, it's you hard did. with these people. You, I, you know, I was just so angry. I'm like, I can't even believe that you exist, that you're a person on this planet. This is the thing of Alex Jones. I didn't know these people really existed. They were just memes to me before. Yeah, no, totally. That, that was interesting about the trip is before it's like, these are the things that I only see on the internet. I, I don't, uh, I'm not like Owen. I don't, I don't spawn these memes, man. I, I don't, as far as I know, they're like fake creations, but they, they really do exist. Uh, and I thought there'd be more of them out there. I thought, yeah. I thought when I mean, we, I read a bunch of stories that people were expecting thousands of these protesters. We and I don't know if there was ever a day of over a thousand of them. Probably, I mean, a couple hundred at most. It, that's not a fucking issue. There were only. That's a couple not a fucking issue, yeah. Owen. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't hear it, but I have the AIDS Skrillex sound bites. Oh my so I, I might drop them in when you try to make a point. Anyway, <laughs> just <laughs> laughing at it. you guys can't hear it, so I just I'll just put it in whenever I want. Anyway, what is it? Is it the you're a white male every time well, I, I talk? I, is that what you're doing to me? I put in in the system. I wanted to have um, the, an underrated Aid Skrillex quote yeah, is that's not a fucking issue. Th 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 that's not a fucking issue. So whenever someone says issue, something, yeah. that's. Yeah. yeah, and of course, though, of course, I, I think you're referring to the time where I said, what about white people that are killed by police? He yes. says that's not an issue. When the numbers are actually white, more white people are killed by police than black people. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's... it's, in, it's in the aggregate, Even though and black people commit more crime. The, the number that was interesting to me was per 100,000 arrests, kill, like deaths or police caused mm -hmm police killings per 100,000 arrests. It is slightly higher for black people per 100,000 arrests, but it's tiny i think it's something like 4.8 per hundred thousand and for white people it's like 4.2 so that half a person per hundred thousand arrests is the basis for black lives matter something to think or about. just or just the hearsay mafia that sees what they want to see on cnn and they just want to protest that's my yeah. theory is that these people have nothing that empowers them in their daily life so they go out and protest thinking they're part of some movement that's empowering them and then they get the justification and the coverage on the mainstream news yeah. and this is their form of empowerment this is how they scratch that itch of of hmm. hu you know the human need to to empower yourself and feel empowered this is how they do it this is how they're taken advantage of by the system like i was trying to tell them yeah it's like yep. the urge to loot like in ferguson they ripped apart their own town i'm like are yeah, they you guys burned serious? their own city they've just they've they've yeah. hurt that city that city still has not recovered yeah and it probably never will because why would anybody ever go there it's all it's ever going to be known for it's this little shithole in missouri hmm. it'll never escape this legacy they're like let's burn our own town to the ground brilliant when you say take advantage of can you flesh that out a little bit more like you think uh so the people protesting are being taken advantage of by whom? Like the 
Democratic Party or just the left in general or who? So, um, well, I mean, the Democratic Party, the uh, globalist bankers and elite that want to merge, you know, NATO and the U.N. into a more controlling power over the United States of America. So they want to see chaos. And George Soros has been behind movements like this before, such as with the Arab Spring. I looked into it the other day. Of course, George Soros is a big funder of Hillary Clinton, too. So there's a tie into that. But look, we can all relate. We've seen police brutality. We've all had run-ins with police. We've all had a moment or, or we've had a bad feeling towards a, a police officer. So it's something that everybody can relate to. And in this 24-7 news cycle, you know, attention span of a goldfish society we live in, once this this triggering or this virtue signaling of police brutality, police violence, and then you inject the racism in there with it, you have uh, a, a spur spurred reaction from these people. And Van Jones even admitted it in the interview that I did with him that they rush to conclusions. And mm. so the media rushes to conclusions. And then the people think that something like Michael Brown had his hands up and then he got shot, something that ends up being not true. But then that becomes the truth in a lot of these people's lives. So, uh, you know, I guess whether it's a agenda for someone to cause a civil war or not could be debated. But nonetheless, they're definitely being um, played by the mainstream media, I would say. They're definitely being set up by the mainstream media. If if the mainstream media would cover the facts, I don't think they'd be protesting. Um, I mean, okay, but look at Michael Brown. A a bunch of black jurors found uh, Officer Darren Wilson, you know, innocent. They found that there was no fault, and that still didn't convince them. Still at the Dallas rally or at the Dallas protest, they were still saying, hands up, don't shoot, even though it's been refuted by the Justice Department and a bunch of black people from St. Louis. And keep in mind, this is the the Barack Obama Justice Department, the Eric Holder Justice Department, okay? They wanted to roast Darren Wilson yeah. like a stuck pig, okay? I know, and they, still and they couldn't, couldn't do, it. do it because there wasn't enough evidence. It was just too obvious that Michael Brown was guilty of all of this yeah. and that Darren Wilson acted appropriately. Yeah, and you know, the, a lot of the police uh, interaction for me was kind of enlightening too because I don't know if, yeah. if you're, I'm sure, I'm sure your experience is probably pretty similar, Owen, but like for me, you know, in the public square there, there were a lot of times where I was just in the, the police, the police people, the policeman's way, whatever, um, you know, trying to film something going on or whatever. And they, every time they needed me to move, they were actually quite forceful. Like they would say, move, move very loud. And they never back pushed up, me, up, up. but they would yeah. kind of get up and close to me. And, you know, I, I understand that their job is difficult. I understand what they're trying to do. So for me, I just do what they tell me and I, I move along, but I can understand how like I would say the way they treated me was ridiculously rude if it was someone in a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. But since it's a police officer trying to get me to, you know, do something for the public safety, I get it. But I un- also understand like if I were to stand there and be like, no, fuck you, you know, and take some bad attitude into it, things could probably get pretty bad pretty quick. And Wait, um, you would you would expect a police officer to maybe get upset if you said fuck the police. Uh, some, well, well, I don't know. See- I don't know. You see those people walking around with abolish the police signs and fuck your badge and all that stuff? I mean, I talked to, to a couple people who believe in abolishing the police force. What did that one lady say? It's a, it's oh, a holdover it so from stupid. the, the slave say? patrols anyway. The yeah, police are just, yeah. the police police are just remnants. Are old, yeah. Remnants of slave patrols. Yeah. As though there was no police force before slavery. Well, I don't know what I don't know what your guys, if you guys had any personal interaction with cops, but, you know, because I'm filming a lot. And um, I'm talking to cops a lot and, you know, it's kind of 
it kind of just show it goes to show you just like any other walk of life you're going to have good people and bad people that's yeah. just how it goes you know what i'm saying i mean there were multiple times where i'd be filming or something would go down with police and i would try to ask the police officer a question i would address this officer right in front of me trying to ask him and he would just stonewall me or I'd address this police officer over here and he would say, no, I'm not talking. And then another police officer right down here would actually be like, hey, I'll, and then he would answer questions and then he would talk to me. So it just goes to show you that, right. you know, there's good, there's bad eggs. Um, but uh, the only, like I said, the only confrontation, I had one cop that was bullying me, tried to shove me out of Cleveland Square, tried to get me to abandon my equipment. And then other cops were like, hey, no, calm down, let him get his bag, you know, relax. And then another cop even talked to me and said, hey. Uh, I saw you were trying to uh, get some questions answered over there. I can answer them for you. Ask him some questions. He answered all of them. So hmm. there's good cops. There's bad cops. But interaction, actual healthy interaction is what's needed, not just a protest, a sign, marching through the streets. Um, you know. And then, like you said, what, what are the cops supposed to do? How else are they supposed to handle this situation? I really don't know. I, right. I don't have if, a simple – there is no if, simple if answer. If they're just going through like, uh, excuse me, uh, sir, yeah. sir, could you yeah. – we, we're trying to – we're trying to get something through here. You, you can't do the job that way. And what it comes here, down hold, to hold, is hold, assuming hold good. Don't do that. Right. <laughs> what it comes down to is assuming good intent. I see a police officer. I'm going to assume his or her best intentions until proven otherwise. Problem is these people can't do that. And yeah. Of course, there are bad cops, but let's let them demonstrate their bad intent first. And, you know, if people did that, I think a lot of our problems would go away. That's a cultural issue that we need to address. But... I'm a fucking white male. That's none of my business. Um, hmm. uh, do we want to get into the DNC leaks at all? Because I have an official prediction after the, the weakness that was this protest. I mean, it's the craziest protest I've ever been to, let's be clear, but it's not what I was expecting. I think, not just because of this Democratic leak stuff, but just because of the way this works now, they're going to they're gonna protest the Democratic Party or the Democratic Convention harder than they protested the Republican National. The left is eating itself. They're going to go there and it's going to be like Black Lives Matter in Toronto at the Gay Pride Parade. They are going to be more vicious to themselves because it's safer. That's why they're going to do it. Yeah, but if you think about it, because I understand where you're coming from, but I think that, like you said, the left is kind of eating itself and who... Uh, I don't know. If George Soros is funding Hillary Clinton, do you think he's going to fund people to go protest Hillary Clinton? You know, no, I, I mean, is it, I does it, is it only him, though? I mean, how necessary is he? I don't know. I don't know what his but contribution is. Bernie, but. I guess I guess the way I would I guess the way that I would spin this is are the Bernie Sanders still feeling the burn? Do Bernie Sanders supporters still I mean, are they still delusional enough to try to go out here and get the uh, Democratic nominee for Bernie Sanders? after he stuck the knife in, in their back and twisted it. So if well, they're that delusional, then maybe the Bernie supporters show up. Maybe they pull themselves out of the burn ward. Maybe they're rallying at the burn <laughs> ward right now. All bandaged to go down up. To Aloe vera lotion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, keep the puns coming. Their we'll... bandages and their skin grafts and everything. <laughs> the burn ward has just been full to the brim here after yeah. Bernie Sanders stabbed them all in the back. But I don't know. If they still are delusional enough to support Bernie, maybe they go protest for the nomination for Bernie Sanders. Well, these leaks give them ammo, and I haven't read too much about it. Have you guys dug into this at all? Uh, I was, I got bullet points, but it, <laughs> uh, it, 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 there's the old saying. There's the old saying: putting the nail in the coffin. The DNC leaked emails is putting a thousand nails in the coffin. Yeah. I mean, it is just unbelievable. 
I mean, Debbie Wasserman Schultz stepped down today, and then she immediately yeah. became the campaign manager on Hillary's campaign. People are sick oh, of I didn't shit. see that. She yeah, did that. Yeah, it happened like hours who, after. She who? Stepped down. How could they do that? Seems like such a reckless because move Hillary for the had campaign. To her because she was instrumental in getting Bernie out. How, if you okay, Hillary, the number one knock against you is this appearance of of crookedness, crooked Hillary. This appearance of. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Corruption. Just not being honest. This is just like, this, bravado. This she just does that. whatever she wants. This, that's, that's ridiculous. If that's, I can't even believe that. That's such a poor decision to make. I mean, in all these emails, I, I kind of thought that the idea that the DNC was um, treating Sanders unfairly might have been a little bit tinfoil hat-ish. That, you know, it kind of relied on... There needed to be more substantiation to it. This, everything that's been leaked pretty much demonstrates to any reasonable person that, that, that the DNC clearly had a favorite in this race. And yeah. I think the Bernie people would be right to be re-energized. Uh, you know, Especially exploiting the religious, you know, atheism versus Judaism. I don't know if you read that email, but um, mm-hmm. some somebody really high up in the DNC said, we should make sure to emphasize the atheism because the my Southern peeps will be, you know, they'll draw a huge difference between a Jew and an atheist. Mm-hmm. Well, so think like, about the level this. Of is like in, insane. Think about this crazy twist that we've seen here in the last year or two as well, where, you know, people like us, I would say, probably never really had a candidate that we felt represented us. We've never really had that that platform or that candidate. Now we have Donald Trump, and now you look at the opposition where. They've always kind of had their guy. They've had Bernie. They've had Obama in the past. They've had Hillary in the past. So, But now, if you look at the left, they've been completely abandoned politically. You know, And, and Trump mentioned the forgotten people in his uh, speech at the, at the uh, RNC. I mean, I, I've, got, I've got liberal friends. I don't skag. I, you said you're a liberal. I don't know exactly what your political beliefs are. I mean, I think that's, that that's where had, I've lined up, man. But, but, uh, so, but the, and, keep going. And my liberal that. friends, but my liberal friends, I'm sure like you— feel completely abandoned by their by their politics they feel completely abandoned by their establishment they they just feel like they're lost right now and whether they're you know holding their nose and swallowing Donald you know Trump as a candidate or if they're just like okay I'm so sick of the establishment I'm voting for Trump now it seems like they're moving towards Trump Trump. yeah he's he's a middle finger vote I I think you'll see a lot of people uh come from Bernie over to him uh, quite honestly, they're, they're either they're not going to vote for Hillary. They're 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 going to they're going to stay home. Some of them will vote Jill Stein, but that doesn't matter. Um, but a lot will vote Trump more than you would expect. More than, and I, I'm I'm one of them to be to be honest. Like when all this started, you know, foreign policy, economics, those are <laughs> reasons that I tended to vote with the Democrats in the past. Um, but what's happened? over the last year for me is we've seen a hostility to a lot of these values that shouldn't be on the table for debate. We've seen hostility towards the freedom of speech. We've seen hostility towards due process. We've seen, I mean, as coming from someone who has never been a gun nut, the hostility towards the second amendment now, it should be alarming because if, if that, if there's that much hostility to that amendment, there's no reason there can't be hostility to a lot of values that we shouldn't necessarily be chipping away at. So it's, it's less about like, specific policy proposals and more about do we believe in the foundational values of our country or don't we? And I'm not saying Trump's the perfect candidate for that, but uh, there is a less perfect candidate for that. Let's put it that way. I think he's more likely to protect those things than the, uh, than the alternative, to be honest. Yeah. 
And if he just if he just closes the borders and people start self-deporting, I don't even give a shit if he builds a wall. Like there's some things I'll compromise on. I know he's not going to be able to do everything. I know that he's not a perfect candidate. But if he just does that, gets Islam under control, and then otherwise just sits on his hands, I don't care. I'll be like, that's the best president I've seen in my life. Did you guys see that uh, that attack in Germany today, too? I mean, I know the sad things, these are I wrote dime a, a dozen now. Got on here. It's like, oh, you know, another Syrian refugee attacked someone in Germany. Well, This is then, every day in Germany. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I saw... Um, I think it was Griffix or someone shared a tweet uh, where it basically said like, oh, it's so it's so sad that the rampant Islamophobia in Germany caused this guy to lash out this way. (laughs) If only they were more tolerant, he wouldn't have cut people with a machete. Yeah. Yeah. More love. That's definitely what we need. We need way more hate. So much more hate. Your mic is muted, Owen. If you're talking, I can't hear you. Can you Trump, hear Trump? Oh, there you go. ISIS, right? That's, Wait, what, what, that's, what, that's what the media is trying to tell us is that Trump is triggering ISIS. Yeah, well, I mean, all of this is going to be fine if we just uh, apologize to ISIS. That's like step one to yeah. solving this. Hashtag a Muslim. I, I learned Hashtag from... <laughs> one of the first encounters we had at the, at the protest was this the Westboro Baptist people, even though I'll say it again, they're not West, Westboro Baptist. They're crazy religious people, but this guy, are, they were very anti-Muslim arguing with that that kid holding that pathetic sign that said um like like bring in syrian refugees or something like that he said i love syrian i love syrians i love the syrians yeah this guy he probably doesn't know one no he went to turkey for many months and every muslim welcomed him into their home yeah he had this whole story about it but that guy's like boy you listen and you listen good when the muslims come you will bow down to their god or they will cut your head off you understand me boy it was great you know what this is actually amazing and it was incredibly timely i actually met a turkish man last night and uh he was my uh he was my uber driver and we started talking politics we talked about erdogan and uh the whole um you know with the military and everything he thinks it was a staged coup, essentially, for Erdogan to gain more power. But he was talking about the policies of Turkey and why he came to America. He was hmm. like, he saw the policies of his government. He saw how they were making his country less safe. And he wanted to come here. And now he's seeing the same things happening here. And um, it's very upsetting for him. He, he, he talked about how it's very depressing for him to see this. Um, but he basically, I mean, not to get off on the Turkey thing, but he thinks the whole thing was a coup. For Erdogan to gain more power, and he's got family hmm. that's still over there. He was telling me about. I've heard that a lot, <clears throat> but it hasn't been substantiated for me. It sounds a little conspiratorial, but I think that it's definitely worth investigating. I guess we'll find out. We'll probably never find out, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> who knows? I mean, how are we? Who who's going to tell us the truth about that? You're not Erdogan was able to seize a remarkable amount of power after, and it was only about 1,200 insurgents, I think. I don't know if you guys follow Sabelle Edmonds, but she accurately predicted this uh, six months ago. And I think what happened was Erdogan working with the CIA and NATO. The CIA and NATO had been infiltrating the Turkish military, massaging a coup, building it up like it was a possible thing. Erdogan knew it was coming. They staged the coup. They tried to stage the takeover. Erdogan already knew it was coming, planned for it and then basically determined who all the rebels were, and then the CIA and NATO got what they wanted too, which is probably Erdogan with more power. Um, Perhaps he'll keep the borders open. Although Erdogan really, I mean, 
I looked into it. Erdogan actually doesn't take all the refugees. He actually turns a lot away. I mean, they've got a pretty big board, you know, a pretty open border policy. They've been known for letting terrorism uh, and terrorists travel in and out of their borders and with Europe. Um, but he still rejects a lot of them um, on the regular, too. So it's, it's a very interesting situation, not to get off on it. But it just it made me think about that when you mentioned Turkey, how I met the man from Turkey last night. That's not a fucking issue. It's not a fucking issue, Owen. <laughs> well, hopefully it's not for us. I mean, although I said that if, Never if get the United States... <laughs> The United States. Did you do the H. Grillix drop over? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I didn't. I just like if it when you go United on these States, long speeches and I try to look thoughtful and respond that way. Anyway. If the, I can't hear it though; is a problem. I know, I know. Ask, so it's only me, for me and the audience, if, baby. If, if the United States government staged a coup to try to remove Obama from office, I I think I would probably get out of the way. Ooh, that's quite the bold statement. Yeah, that was I, I my kind of thought process. Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, that's kind of a weird hypothetical. I don't know. I don't want to answer that question. I mean, how is how has this not happened in more countries? Like, how is Merkel's head not on a spike? Right. It's it's remarkably there needs to be some storm the Bastille shit happening in all these countries right now if they want to save their countries. Well, I hope that it happens politically. I mean, isn't that at the end of the day our goal is to do this politically and not physically? Yeah. So. You know, the Brexit is a step in the right direction. Um, I think that Donald Trump is a step in the right direction here. There's some other elections that are upcoming, like in France with Le Pen. If they can get her in office, that's a step in the right direction. So I think that there's a lot of political moves happening right now that are a step in the right direction that are kind of a storm the Bastille moment politically that's uh, not a, a physical thing. Um, yeah. Kind of like you said, Trump is a middle finger to the establishment. The only question is, what will the equal and opposite reaction be? What will the establishment reaction be? I mean, I mean, th these emails, I really think Bernie Sanders turning on his supporters and going Hillary, the corruption and the lies with Hillary, and now these leaked emails and Deborah Wasserman Schultz. I mean, this has to be the death of the political left. I don't see how they recover from this ever again. I, I mean, have said it's that so, bad. so many times, though, about so many things on the left, and they just but will not But this could be die. the first time. Yeah. This could be the first time where a Democratic nominee, if they really go with Clinton, finishes third in a general election. I no really way. think that that could. I I really I'll, think that it could. I really think it could happen. I'll save that, that clip because you're gonna look like a damn genius if that happens, man. Hey, Holy it's happened cow. before. It's happened before. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, interestingly, from the other side, just to devil's advocate, there's plenty of people saying the same thing about the Republican Party and Trump. Like if Trump loses, a lot of people have argued that he's already kind of nuked to the party. But if he loses, where do the Republicans go from here? And what is the party? What is it anymore? I mean, is it, the, sure, yeah. is it the base of the kind of religious social? Is it the religious social conservative party? Uh, is it is it this kind of like? I mean, Trump certainly doesn't fit that category. Is it Trump's party? I don't know what it is anymore. I don't know what the Democrats are anymore either. Frankly, they, they're less aligned with me than ever before. I, I can't say that I, um, unless something changes radically, that I, I plan to return into that party anytime soon, generally I mean, it's speaking, a right but... political climate for us to return to our roots, and that gives me hope periodically. I mean... When you, and it was interesting to me when you said um, step in the right direction on, on the issue of, of immigration and just kind of the issue of Islam in general. To me, a step in the right direction is just, are you willing to talk about the problem as it exists? I mean, oh, how, yeah. much, 
Okay. Nobody's willing to defend American values and nobody's willing to say that Islamic values are often at odds with those. If you say that, regardless of what your proposal is, I'm listening because it means you've got or, the problem right. Exactly, exactly. Or that we're not even following the law. Yeah. I mean, border, border control releases people into the United States. So you talk about those two issues, I think that that's even more powerful than any wall could ever be. Well, and a lot of the wall protest stuff, too, is like someone, please, anyone out there listening, if you have someone who can explain to me why the concept of a wall is racist, I need to hear it. I don't understand that. That is the one meme of all these protests that like, why is Trump racist? Why is Trump racist? Build a wall, right? Their friend that said that to you, the Carl the Cockney Skrillex's chick friend, whatever her name is, fish mouth mouth lady. Yeah. Wall. I mean, that's racist. So smug. It, uh, as far as I know, a wall keeps all races out equally. That, that yeah, would be my understanding. But I think, Full you know, opportunity, I think you imagine right? she's walking around her neighborhood and she sees all these fences. She just must be so triggered and offended seeing all these fences. I know. I just, I don't understand. And, you it's know, a wall around the Vatican. The rational people say to me, you know, it's a bad investment, right? It's around, the Me- Mexico's not going to pay for it. It's a bad investment. It's bad use of our money. Okay, I, I get that. But to argue that it's like this bigoted, racist thing, I mean, what does Trump always say? Like, do we have a country or don't we? It really is that simple. I mean, do we or don't we? It'll be unnecessary if he can get people to self-deport. And we do that by making their quality of life here worse than it would be in Mexico. Then they'll be like, why would I ever go to the United States? Yeah, you actually explained that to me in the car better than Mitt Romney ever did. Because when I heard Mitt Romney say that in 2012, I was like, what an idiot. No one's ever going to do that. But can you explain it a little bit more in detail so that the concept of self-deportation or deportion, as uh, Aid Skrillex would say, is more understood? Because the way you explained it to me Mass made, deportion! <laughs> yeah, really. Made, made sense. I actually understood it as a concept. Well, let's say they it. can't access any kind of welfare. Um, nobody teaches them English. Nobody accommodates them in any way. And they, you know, they don't know the language. They can't get a job. They can't get educated. They can't get on food stamps. Their quality of life will be garbage. They'll just be homeless in the United States when they probably could have like had a nice little business and a family in Mexico and lived in a little town. Then their quality of life would have been way better there. So that was they so will much not harsher than when you <laughs> This is how we get people out. I mean, we can't just like round them up and send them back, although I would advocate for that if it were practical. We have to let these people make these own decisions by forcing them yeah. to leave, by well, cutting off all their supplies. Well, that's like, my issue. I mean, the idea one. that you're going to round them up and deport them, like, if you're going to send people to go round people up and, and separate families, someone's getting shot. Either the families are getting shot, the It'll agents are getting shot. Yeah, They'll someone's getting shot. Um, so self deportation is but is really where it's at. The way, because that sounded, you sounded so harsh to me. <laughs> but the way you explained it, I know I feel so bad. Let my let my inner cuck flow and let us. All right, let's all let's all take care of all the illegals. Okay, but the way you explained it to me was like if we just vet the systems we have in place much more thoroughly, if we make sure that businesses hiring uh, illegal workers are going to be punished severely, if we make sure that our social safety nets are not available to non-citizens, there will be nothing here for them that will attract them in the first place or keep them here. And so they will make a voluntary choice to leave. And yeah, some people call that draconian. I think that's fair. Let alone a family. Yeah. So they won't be bringing in anybody else. And well, if you catch them in the country or at the border, they need to be deported. Yeah. I mean, it's really that simple. If we simple. just enforce the laws that we have, our exactly. immigration wouldn't be nearly as bad. 
Send your hate mail to beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. And at uh, all I do is Owen on Twitter if you want to send it his way. No, Actually, I've gotten we... enough of that. I've gotten enough <laughs> of that blowback since the RNC, man. What? You sounded pretty right. based. I don't know why you'd be getting so much shit. Oh, well, you know how it is when you're just trying to inject reality into a world of lies. Yeah, well, lies are comfortable. I mean, uh, what was it? Um, God, I forget this, the speaker at the RNC. Who was it that said it? But it really stuck with me about Trump and Hillary because everyone hates Trump for trying to do kind of what you're saying, injecting truth into a world of lies, although he has his own fair share of lies. But one of the speakers says, um, would you rather have somebody brutally honest or somebody brutally dishonest? And that framed it up pretty easily for me. I, I know which one I would take. Would you rather have uncomfortable truths or comfortable lies? Because th- that's really, I think, kind of a, a choice in this election, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I, I don't know who said that. I don't remember hearing that, but I like that. I forget. You can look, you can quote. Actually, you know what? Whatever. I said it. I said it right now. I'm a genius. <laughs> uh, nah. You just came up with that. Wow. Yeah. Well, if I was if I was like Hillary, maybe I could claim it. Um, you know, I was also, well, I was snipers shot at me while I was in Cleveland and, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. We should probably, yeah, we don't I, have time for that story, but it's true. I love, I love that. I, that's, that's, yeah. It's like people make all these accusations, like people act like they know me after they see one video of me on the streets oh, yeah. and they make all these claims. So it's like, yeah, you know, I'm also an astronaut. I also travel through time, <laughs> you know, I can fly. You didn't know all these other things about me, but yeah, yeah, they're all true. Are you going to uh, keep going to protests? Is this going to be a thing you're going to do, or what's, what are your plans? Um, we'll see. We'll see. Huh. Well, if you're ever... I, I'd, uh, like to be, I'd like to be at the, at the DNC right now, but yeah. um, I, I don't know if it'll be possible. I'd like to be there. Unfortunately, I don't yeah. have the... It's a lot of money, man. Our trip was a lot of money, and I'm glad we did it, but... Um, uh, yeah, I would not be yeah, financially it's, it's wise money, for me to do it again. It's money, it's time off work. You know, people that have to work, people that have jobs. Hey, you know, do what we did and just, quit your job. It's tough <laughs> to just leave. It's tough to just leave your job, you know, and just yeah. go protest. But yeah. Did you take uh, time off your job to go do this? Yeah, yeah. And Dedication. fortunately, I mean, I actually, I actually work in media here in St. Louis. Okay. So it's kind of, you know, goes in step with what I do anyway. Um, but it's, it's more sports media that I work, but I was actually even covering it for the station that I work for doing live updates and stuff like that. So, and you don't have any work now that there's tie. no more Rams. There's nothing to, well, I guess you got the Cardinals, but, uh, there's no well, training you know, camp coming up. None crying. of that crap. People yeah. were crying over the Rams. I lost, I lost eight gigs a year with CBS cause the Rams are gone. Big whoop. Hmm. Not that big of a deal, but it's my football team. Ah! <laughs> should have built a better stadium, you punks. Uh, oh, whatever. Yeah, I don't care about the Rams. that billionaire Cronky more of our money. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know, guys. We're running out the hour. We got through the topics I wanted to discuss, but uh, unless, unless any other stories from the convention or other things we missed. I will say, Owen, if you ever end up back in the um, the thick of it, keep us in, in the know because I, you know, I think you do good stuff and you have a talent for, uh, as you said, injecting truth into a world of nonsense, a world of lies. So keep at it. Uh, you got a friend here whenever you want to, uh, I don't know, use our platform to make your stuff, g- give your stuff some, uh, some play. So we'd be happy to have you back or you know, any of that uh, anytime. Absolutely. I loved coming on with you guys. It was great to meet you guys in uh, Cleveland. So we'll be in touch for sure. 
Yeah, I'm happy I spotted you in the crowd of crazies. Once yeah, in a while. Yeah, we're like Alex Jones guy. <laughs> oh no, I, guy. I, I knew it from I knew him from Aid Skrillex, man. I just wish he was walking walking beside you with his greasy ass hair. Kind of, I wonder and where he is now, but. And especially like when you try to find me, I don't remember. The, especially if I'm in the moment, like people will try to find me, and they'll be like, "Hey, you're the guy from New York." But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like trying to like, hey, I want to meet you, but I'm like on the megaphone, like blasting out at these people, and they're like, oh, oh, and oh, and I'm like, yeah, okay, do you see me here? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. But it well, was fun, man. It was fun. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad we were able to do this. We were talking about it, so I'm glad we were able to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for coming Un on. Unlike most millennials, these are two who actually stick to their word. So you can you can count on that. And you know what? You actually showed up on time and when you said you would. So I give you credit for that, too. There's three rare things in the millennial generation. Like I said, we're saving Shocking. it every single week, like the like the deep voice guy says in the intro. Anyway, uh, yeah, we'll round it out. Um, so thank you kindly to our guest, Owen, Owen Schroyer. Uh, find his links in the description tweeted him all i do is owen uh and thank you kindly to the live viewers and chatters if you're listening on demand on youtube or in an audio platform thank you for supporting the show remember to email us at beauty and the beta at gmail.com with questions requests or suggestions we'll be back next sunday to break down the democratic national convention remember if it's sunday sorry chuck todd it's not meet the press it's beauty and the beta we'll see you then <laughs>